covering everything in the Brainerd Lakes area. This is the Listen Local Podcast with Jacob Blazer and Colton Mayer. Right now. You, want it? you can open up. Just no. don't say that stupid board shorts thing. No, I won't. <laughs> Are we rolling? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to open with that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Listen Local Podcast. Today, I am joined by... Isaiah Moingen. And no Colton, actually, today, so we're not going to say his name. Um, but we are going to get right into it. Isaiah, tell everyone who we have on as our guest today. Uh, we are honored to have the one and only Mayor Tyler Gardner. Dare I say garbologist? Such a dare I say garbologist. <laughs> garbologist, Mayor Gardner. Yes, which we I, I, we want to touch on the garbologist and sanitation today because we are located for this podcast right outside of your Pequot Lake Sanitation headquarters. And it is beautiful, beautiful. I must say. Yeah. Actually, the weather, the, sh- the business is too, but <laughs> we are in a fine office at this time. Actually, we were sitting at a picnic table that was created by my mother out of an old dumpster. Cool. Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's wonderful. How it stable is. is it? Could I, could I do one of those like Bill's <clears throat> Mafia, WWE? Uh, you can because it? you're not an employee, so you're not under workman's comp. Oh, okay. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, this is a dock that we picked up from a customer that was throwing it away and the dumpster was a throwaway cause it was crushed. Yep. So yeah, we, how many wonderful things do you find that people just want to throw away? <sighs> Wonderful in my eyes, a lot. My wife hates it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bring home lots of goodies. The shop is packed full of stuff that we all find. Does James Watkins know that you have a dock? Because he might come and steal that thing. Or he could come tattoo it. He could come tattoo it. It'd actually be pretty cool if he just came out here and tatted <laughs> it up. Um, Tyler. Yes, sir. We have a lot to get to, like city-wise, like serious stuff. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot since we had you on last. I, I mean, actually, that aired last. Right. Because we had you on toward the beginning of this season. Fluxy was there. Um, to be honest, I can't even remember why that one didn't air. I think Fluxy said he wanted to beat somebody up. Um, yeah, I think it was beer. Was beer, the yes. That that could that would do it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, there's been, like, legit a lot going on in your first full year as the mayor of Pequot, what's it been like? Incredible. Both good and bad, incredible. Way more than I ever thought it would be. Uh, I guess it's my own fault. I've really dove into a lot of things mm-hmm. that, you know, so the wheels of government turn slowly. We've all heard that. And it's true. Say I want to make a change. Well, if I decide today I want to make a change, we can't even talk about it until three weeks from now at our council meeting. Sure. And then we talk about it. Well, then we got to decide, hey, are we going to form a committee to research or are we going to go on and do something? Then it's another month before another meeting. Mm -hmm. So that's been, I feel like that's probably why I dove in so deep, get so many things going all at once because I want to see change and I want to make it happen now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been a lot of work. How have you like tried to go through and prioritize that things? Because obviously coming on right away, you're like have all of these ideas and obviously, like you said, it it turned slow. So how did you prioritize kind of those things that you wanted to? get going right away good question um so actually coming in my priorities were pretty small and simple the first one was to run a a good meeting an orderly meeting and follow an agenda it seemed to be a little more laxed in the past and basically i wanted to get pequot lakes i wanted people to take us seriously Mm -hmm. and in order to do that we got to take ourselves more seriously so we uh, adopted some bylaws as a council so now we have a, a, an actual written set of rules that we need to follow. That helps hold accountable. That was my main priority was to 
basically tighten up the meetings, not time-wise, but uh, make them more legit, I would say. That's been going really well. And then the rest kind of happens naturally. People call or text or email with uh, complaints or comments, whatever. And if it's a item that needs addressing, we put it on the agenda. The agenda keeps growing. <clears throat> Eventually we have our meeting. Um, there are some big items that tend to take precedence. For example, the splash pad. We'll <laughs> dive right into that one. Uh. That was actually one of the things I brought up when I was running for mayor at our the public forum. Yep. I, w I said I would not make a vote on a splash pad without a public hearing. Mm -hmm. We had that last night. Were mm -hmm. you guys there? No, but we. I, I knew about it. I <laughs> was go. that one of those things you could have tuned in. No. No. Okay, no. so that's what I tried to do. <laughs> you liar! <clears throat> I drove by. Oh, we got a critter. Uh, Jacob, can you give us the definition of what a bylaw is? Um, Isaiah, how are my levels? <laughs> You're wonderful. A bylaw. A bylaw is. Oh, oh it's a bylaw. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, a set of rules that a board or a body has to follow. Thank you, Jacob. I just wanted to make sure yeah. Tyler knew. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just testing his skills. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, splash pad. So, how'd that meeting go? Uh, I think it went really well, actually. We had the, the representative from the company who designed the splash pad for us, who, who would sell it to us. Uh, he was there to give a presentation. It was informative, and there was some people who had been there through the last, I will say, 10 years. It, it was brought up officially in 2013, but as I was cleaning out the mayor's office and reorganizing, I found paperwork from 2011 mm. about a splash pad. Really? Really? Yeah, so this is turning into quickly another uh, highway bypass situation. I remember as a young kid talking about the bypass, and then mm -hmm. it finally happened as I'm 32 years old or whatever at the time. Mm -hmm. For okay, the bypass I can see. While business owners might have hated it, um, I can see why to do it. And I, I mean, I love it when I'm honestly, if I'm driving from Brainerd to Walker, it's nice. You mm -hmm. know, um, I'm somebody that lives in Pequot, so I know, you know, my life here, what's here, everything like that. What does a splash pad do? I'm not going to say I'm pro or against it, but what does a splash pad do for the town of Pequot? Oh, boy. Put you on the spot, man. Yeah, well, I'll put it simply. It adds one more amenity to the park, one more amenity to our residents. Mm -hmm. And that's what the guy I talked about last night is that it's it's mainly for residents. People would say it's going to bring all this tourism in. Mm -hmm. Typically, it doesn't. It's mm -hmm. it's for the residents and the surrounding community, you know, like Breezy Point families, sure. Nisswa. There would be a lot, of, uh, a lot of people locally using it. I don't know that it would affect business per se because, you know, say you bring your kids, you get all soaking wet, you're not going to go sit right. at the restaurant and have lunch. That was a big question raised last night was the return on investment. Mm -hmm. How do we put a return on that? And my point to that is how do you put a return on any investment the city makes? Because the city cannot make a profit. Mm -hmm. Like 90%, he said, the person said, but you can't go into something knowing it's a loss. Well, everything we do in the city is a loss. We buy a plow truck. Do we see a dollar come back on that plow truck? No, no it's I... just something we have to do to offer service to our citizens. So to put it financially in a business aspect, the return on that investment has nothing to do with dollars. Okay. So you brought up a very good point, the businesses. So when I think of Splash Pad, I think of um, that one 
with the fountain and everything in Duluth in like Canal Park area? Sure. Is that a splash pad, would you say? Or is that more of just like a skipping? I don't know. Okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. So, okay. So there's this place. These kids can run across the, the pond splashy thing. You know, there's little fountains. Then most of the, the shops in Canal Park are very just tourism. You know, yep. you can buy stuff for the lake, stuff for the cabin, stuff like that. How are you going to talk with the business owners when a bunch of wet splashed up kids want to come into all of these businesses that really have no need for that i guess they're gonna probably have to put signs on that say nobody walking around wet no bare feet no you know stuff like that i am not going to make a decision for any business owners and i said that last night kind of like the ones who get upset about say we the bands in the park that the city pays Mm -hmm. for and does every saturday night some people feel like they're taking that takes business away from them any amenity that the public offers or anything that draws people to town, if you're a good business owner mm-hmm. and you're in it for the right reasons and, and you're trying to be, to make money at it, mm-hmm. you will market to the crowd you have available. So if somebody else is drawing a crowd in, doing that work for you, mm-hmm. your marketing is pretty easy, but you have to do it. You can't just sit back and blame somebody else because that those two people went to the store next door instead of yours. Yeah, I, I don't think that's it. I just think it's going to be more of like, if I was a business owner, I think... You wouldn't want the wet kids in your store? No, probably not. I mean, if I own the right shop, yes. I don't own yeah. any shop here. Yeah. But if I own the right shop, that that was my demographic, absolutely. You know, if I had sunglasses and swimsuits and, yep. and stuff and I didn't have a bunch of like inventory, I, I'm thinking of one right off the top. I'm not going to say it. Yep. A new place in Pequot. Yep. I would definitely not want a bunch of wet kids running around that place when everything in there is... $40 or more. Do you think that place is the type to draw those wet kids in? No, but it's right next to it. It's right where it's going to be. So right. it's it's almost going to draw. If people know who I'm talking about, I'm not speaking for them at all. But yep. if, if that was me and that was my inventory there, I'd get a little nervous, you know. Yep. Um, I, I, that's the only thing I think of. I'm not for or against this. I want it very clear. I could care less. <laughs> Honestly, it's not going to affect me. But I, I just wondered what affect what, our listeners because they really want to know what your opinion is. They might. And, and I have I one question. Good. I have to pose a question to your question. Okay. Why is that one business owner or any business owner more important than the one resident that pays taxes as well? Okay. Good question. But it's not just one. Look at our town. I think is there one shop that that demographic is going to be like? Yep. Come on, bunch of wet kids come through here. No, that's what I'm saying. Is any one of them okay more important than any one of the other taxpayers? So I know, I, I know what you're going to say to this. Honestly, I know yep. my, the answer. Okay. Why a splash pad? Why why not a mini golf? Why not um, something that is more for the whole community that isn't going to cause that problem? You know. Well, I'm, and I'm just saying mini golf as an example. I think I think to 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 bounce off that, it's like no matter what you do when it comes to the community, no matter what you're going to bring in or what, especially if it comes to the city and them doing it. There's always going to be somebody who has an issue with it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 100%. Yeah. people will throw uh-huh. a stink over anything. So yeah. I think it just, at the end of the day, just trying to come to a, a solution. <laughs> I'm, I mean, put, I'm, I'm really... I mean, I'll get my I love it. out there. I love this. <laughs> so I, we learned a lot last night, too, about splash pads being the number one item nowadays in the, in the state and in the country. Okay. Uh, it's the number one requested amenity for a park right now. Playgrounds. So they used to build... A playground, and then they plan the park around it. Now they build a splash pad, and they plan the park around that. Uh, you know, if they're yeah. a new park, say right. Okay. So splash pads are a huge hit, and they're they're all over the all over the world, honestly. So mm-hmm. I understand the concerns of the wet kid in the store. Mm-hmm. 
I understand the concerns of the liability issue, which we addressed last night. Liability is like non-existent because yeah. there's zero standing water. Okay. Um, the insurance cost to the city is about $1,500 a year extra, and that's mm-hmm. normal. That's mm-hmm. any amenity we add. It's essentially what it costs. Um, so the argument, and I guess I should say, too, that I have not made up my mind. Mm-hmm. I am not against the splash pad. Okay. I am against spending money we don't have mm-hmm. and doing it if we do not have a responsible plan to cover the cost going forward. Okay. We're in the time right now we're really cutting our tax rate. Our council decided to drop. We're at roughly 56% tax rate, and we don't have time in this this podcast to get into how you <laughs> arrive at a tax rate. I would not even know what you're talking about. Essentially, it's That's a percentage not. of your value that you pay to the city okay. or the municipality. Like the county has a tax rate, the school has a tax rate, the city mm-hmm. has one. So ours is relatively high in the area. Um, we as a council decided about a month, month and a half ago, our two-year goal is to get down to 50%. Okay. So that equates to about $250,000. Mm-hmm. That if we wanted to do it next year, we'd have to basically cut $250,000 out of the budget to get us to that. Mm-hmm. This year, we already set our preliminary levy, which means we cannot exceed that when we do our final levy or final budget, which happens at the December meeting. Mm-hmm. So to set our preliminary levy at about 2.5% drop is pretty substantial. Sure. Typically, you set the preliminary higher than your current year's rate because it gives you a little wiggle room. Mm-hmm. We did not do that. We set it 2.5% lower. So we're, we're locked in already on what we can do. We can't exceed that. Yep. Next year, we have to go about another 2.5% to get us down to the 50 we want to be at. So while we're doing all that, it's it's kind of hard to say, let's throw some more money out at this because we we can't raise taxes to do it if we wanted to do it next year. We got to find it within the rate we already set. Right. Which means another department goes without something else to cover the cost. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I learned something today. There's a lot more to learn. No, yeah, then I don't, <laughs> this brain cannot handle it. Um, Isaiah. Yes. If you had kids, would you use a splash pad? Use a splash pad. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. But my kids would. Yeah. Okay. Hey, good answer. Yep. <laughs> what? It's like Family Feud. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Would okay. you, Jacob? What? W- would your kids, or would you like boycott it? I'm not boycotting it. No, no, if, if you had kids, would you boycott a splash pad? I honestly or? could go either way. I really don't care. If they wanted to go, fine. But I would have that little worry saying, don't go into those stores because I don't want to pay for the stuff you break or the stuff that you ruin. Or well, Your kids wouldn't be running into the stores. Oh, my co- kids 100% uh, would Your be. kids would be. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Talking about I would be checking, kids here. Like, I would be looking at my phone, watching like football games or checking fantasy football. Meanwhile... <laughs> My kids are going and destroying all of government drives. <laughs> uh, so, so here's stores. a more important question. Um, I think really, if you were to rename City of Pequot, what would you name it? Jesus! Oh <laughs> boy, that's a, a great one. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if we had to rename, yeah. Wow. Wow. We're getting. You know what? It, know what's going to happen? Isaiah just opened a huge can of worms, and this is going to be the Washington Redskins all over again. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why would you? What do would that? you do that for? <laughs> I wouldn't. I would name it Pequot, not Pequot Lakes. Lakes Pequot. Nope, oh, that's a good point because everyone asks, that's not from here, where is actual Pequot Lake? 
Yep, exactly. Lake Pequot. That is a good good call. Yep, and all the locals we don't call it Pequot Lakes. We call it Pequot. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Just like Breezy Point is breezy. Yep. Is that good enough? Is it because it just think it's super lazy? Maybe. Uh, yeah, probably just like recycling since we're here at the garbage company. You guys recycle? Oh yeah. What do you do with recycling? We haul it, we dump it on the floor of a transfer station, and then they load it in a semi and haul it down to a recovery facility that sorts it all out and bales each item individually and sells it to the processor, the end user. Hmm. And now we talked about garbology. Is there? Do you have garbologists that are also recyclologists? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> They're licensed in both fields? Yes. Got it. Uh, okay. We have one in particular who does his, his uh, refuse, rubbish, trash, whatever you want to call it, uh, three days a week, and he does recycling two days a week, every week. Should we name this episode, this episode was trash? Actually, I kind of, no, you should name it Trash Talk with Tyler. Oh, triple T. So, yeah, we'll lead a little bit into that. I am just now, we decided to do a, a radio campaign. Okay. And that's all I'm going to tell you, but that's <laughs> that's part of my plan. They got you hooked, huh? Yep. No, I hooked it. I oh, actually called them. And, interesting. Yeah. It was like a... Been doing a lot more advertising in the last year. We're going to do more next year. Do you want to do a little more, actually? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this is a beautiful building, a beautiful spot back here. It's nice <clears throat> and quiet. How long ago did you guys build this? Uh, about, I think we've been in here now. Next month will be two years since we moved in. Wow, where were you previously? In my mom's basement. Oh. Not really her basement, but on her property. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought it from my parents uh, in... 2017 18 and they had a shop at their property and the office was in their garage basically uh so as soon as i bought the business we started working on a plan to find property and build a shop or buy a shop i had a couple options i worked on which is why i decided to run for mayor one of the big reasons Uh, i had a property in pequot i had a deal on and they did not seem interested in me building my business there because I, they thought I had to be in the industrial park because this is mm-hmm. apparently, you know, we we manufacture things here. The only thing we manufacture is a little bit of stench, but we keep that under control. <laughs> Which brings me back to why we're at a picnic table outside. Uh, because when we first got here, we were looking for places to do the podcast, just, you know, record it. And Tyler said, let's just, we could open the shop door and just sit in the shop. Sounds great. We walk in and I think Jacob about vomited no no because jacob's afraid of money and what you smelled there was the smell of money was that really yeah. yes man absolutely i had I, no idea i, I, I guess put i don't know all as i said was it smells better outside he had a tear in his eye <laughs> well and i said well the garbologist has just he embraced the smell yeah, so it's does. it's like nothing no he, just he, like he the said fresh it perfectly. Scent, it's like money. the fresh scent of drone it's an aphrodisiac wings. in some drone cultures. wings yes <laughs> <laughs> uh tyler let's get back to mayor talk there has been issues with the school um, and the superintendent since we had last spoke. Like, I yep. mean, There has been a COVID outbreak at the Pequot Lake School. There has been... Um, I'm over here nodding my head like the listeners can hear me. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll get through these lists because it's going to all come wrap into one. There has been a special meeting because of a, a sex offender that's moved into town. Damage control. How do you, how do you play... I don't even want to say devil's advocate, but see both sides of the things and, and keep like feelings out of this whole, everything that's been going on. Oh man, that's, that's actually great because every day I'm thinking about 
my brain doesn't ever shut off on these topics because it's so important to everybody on, on every angle of it. And I equate it to the police department. Every call they get, people are like, well, I don't want to call them because I don't know if it's an emergency. Well, every call they get, it could be stupid to, to that person, mm-hmm. but it's the most important thing in your world right now. So let's go to the sex offender thing right off the bat. The meeting, that uh, community meeting that a group of people organized, we, uh, I decided to host basically at the, the coal building mm-hmm. because we brought uh, a member of the Department of Corrections in to explain the whole predatory offender registry program. We had a Pequot officer there to explain, which was not our chief because he had something else to do, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> another officer was there to, <laughs> to explain uh, how our program works, which is uh, Eric Klang, our chief, when he was the sheriff, implemented this program, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. The state requires us to check on us being the police, check on each offender twice a year, just get an update. Mm-hmm. We do now quarterly. Every offender, whether they have a level, a risk level or not, we check on them every quarter. So each one is assigned an officer. That officer has to make con- physical contact with these people four times a year at minimum. And sometimes more because, like in this case recently, neighbors are not happy about it and they've been calling in quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And every time there's a call, you know, they have to go check it out. The meeting I thought was informative. Some people didn't like the DOC guy's presentation. Um, But this is kind of a long way to answer your question about playing devil's advocate or or however you want to word it. It is tough because the the dad in me, the parent in me, and the resident, I want to say certain things. Mm -hmm. Now, being mayor, everything I say is representing the city. Yep. So I have to do something I've never been good at, and that is think before I speak. Ask my wife. She'll vouch for that completely. Um, Just make her speak your mind. (laughs) No, no, because she doesn't, no filter on that. Uh, And I have to think about these things from like a legal standpoint Mm. now. And it's not just affecting me. It's affecting 2,500 roughly constituents. So, yeah, this meeting they had was the fact that we have this, this type of person living here. It's upsetting. However... They have rights, just like you and I, different rights, lesser rights, I would say. But once they've gone through the system, they've served their time, they've completed their programs, they're allowed to be living where they are. Do you think this goes back to just the law in general? It Absolutely. Be, yeah. I mean, it's it shouldn't be up to a small town, a, a mayor, a cop department, a sheriff's department, and a council to, to have to make that decision. Right. You know, a, a level two... Um, we had talked about it the other day. So one is the, the least, correct? Yep, yep. So a level one could be, you got public urination, you know? So that's something you can, you know, it's a, you're being stupid. However, in order to get assigned a risk level, you yeah. have to have been to prison for that crime. Oh, really? Yes. So if you spend okay. 11 months in County jail, you yeah. will not get a risk level See, assigned. I didn't know. That. I thought anytime there was any body part that should not have been out mm-hmm. shown you got something because I had thought I'd heard from somebody where they have the sex offender status, even though they were just drunk running around the campus naked. Yes. You, you could be a predatory offender, but not have a risk level. They're unassigned. Okay. We, the majority of the offenders in our area are unassigned. Okay. I think we only have five that are assigned out of, was it 13 people? Okay. 
So all the ones that are unassigned have not, it could be a, a terrible offense. Right. Like uh, this, this one in particular. Apparently there was a prior, well, not apparently, it's, yeah, it's public knowledge. Yeah. But there was a prior deal where there was a stay of adjudication awarded. He didn't have to serve his time in prison, therefore no risk level. So essentially they're saying there's no risk of reoffending. Even though it sort of runs in the family. (laughs) (laughs) It could. (laughs) Um, No, I I was just thinking of that. I did hear something interesting from a family friend from Pequot who they have four daughters, all Mm -hmm. under the age of 10. Ooh. Um, And they let their kids... Run all over the neighborhood. They will be splash patterns, one million percent. Yep. I think you might have an idea who I'm talking about. Exactly. And and the mother brought up a very good point. Wouldn't she? I mean, (coughs) if if the case is what people say about him, you know, that he whatever, you know, you can look into that. But wouldn't you want to have tabs on somebody like that instead of having him out in being able to come into come into town and bringing him out to a place? Behind the industrial park, for example, or down a back road if he had to stay, uh, I mean, three miles out of the city limits, you're in practically nowhere, you know? So she's saying that. Wouldn't you rather have a, keep an eye on it and have tabs on it? Than How hard is it to travel three miles nowadays? Not hard. Not hard at all. So you could put them right. 100 miles away. That's <clears> true. <throat> yeah. I'm just saying, like, back where it's not, he's not seen. We don't put... And we, I guess I should mean the people don't put these these people anywhere, the offenders. Right. They're free to live wherever they want. Right. Unless there are restrictions, like mm-hmm. a level three would have certain restrictions. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they can buy a house wherever they want. Right. And I think that was her point, too. It's just like, I'd much rather, if there's going to be one in the city limits of Pequot, in her eyes, much rather be able to, to ha- have it easier to keep tabs on somebody like, like that. Like to know where? Yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean, and you that's have to go to your lawmakers about that. Yeah, unfortunately, there's nothing we as a city can do, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that's so hard to tell people, because I'm mis- I'm Mr. Fix It. I don't like to say no to anybody. Sure, like you asked me to be on this podcast, and I couldn't <laughs> say no. So, uh, w- when people want me to, you know, quote unquote, fix it, mm-hmm. and I'm and I have to tell them I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. Nothing we can do. You don't say just throw it away. Throw uh, that idea away. When in doubt, throw it out. Yeah, there we go. Just okay. like recycling again. Yep. Yep. Okay. Back to your serious point. I was just, yeah. you know, bringing that trash into this. Thanks for talking trash. Yeah. It is fun to do, actually. Yeah. Trash talk. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the, the, in a nutshell, it sucks to tell people, mm-hmm. sorry, our hands are tied. But I also like to tell people when they're like, well, can I do this? Can I do that? I cannot advise you on anything legal. I mean, I'm just a mayor of a small town. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you my pay real quick. I'll be completely <laughs> candid. As of right now, it's $350 a month. Beginning January of 21 or 22, it's going to be $175 a month. Oh. Part of this budget cut, we decided to cut the council's pay in half. <laughs> yeah, because, well, first of all, if you're in it for the money, you got other problems. Mm-hmm. So the pay is, is nothing. Right. <laughs> yep. Where was I going with that? No, I think what you're saying is that it doesn't matter the pay. You This goes back to the beginning where... You want to have a positive influence on this town. Yes. You know, and it, I, since I've known you before, even before all these thoughts of mayor, you were on a few boards. You always were like having, like you weren't just an idea guy. You would bring it to the place. It wasn't just let's sit at the pub and bullshit. You know, you you actually 
wanted to move forward with this. I think that's what it boils down to. It's not a, yeah. Obviously, it's not about money. This isn't Minneapolis. You're not going to get paid hundred grand to be the mayor. No, know? but our lawmakers do have. I mean, that's their job. Right. So that's. I think that's where I was going. Was these problems you have that you want the city to to solve in in the small town rural America? Mm-hmm. Um, the, we can't do anything about that. <clears throat> you can. So there's safety in numbers, you know, mm-hmm. there's power in numbers too. If there's a group of people that feel a certain way, bring it up and start calling your lawmakers. Yep. Tell them you want more accountability or whatever you're after. It could be the craziest thing in the world to me. If it's important to you, go do it. Mm-hmm. And they have no choice but to listen to us. We elected them. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's it. Is it just because I'm an adult now and realizing it more or has it, has there always been a lot of meetings like this in Pequot not not per se exact they not about superintendents or Mm -hmm. um, sex offenders but has there always been this type of it just seems like it's all new you know before it was everything was bypass 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 I remember growing up you know there was uh big public meetings and they were always the bypass Mm -hmm. uh no I don't remember a whole lot of uh public information meetings going on <clears throat> I guess we've had a few already this year. Do you think social media has a lot to do with it? No. You don't think the outcries on social media um, will go back to the superintendent from the group that started on there that all of a sudden oh, it, absolutely. it blew up and that's why we had to have these meetings? Th- that Well, that per, one meeting, yeah. The, per, 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 yeah that, that group one, organized yeah. the meeting, yep. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that would have Oh, I, I thought you were talking media. about city. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah, in th- general... Yes, I think you're right. I think that's a big part of it. And it's all about just the transfer of information and knowledge. Like I think about that specific situation and I wouldn't have heard about it. I mean, right. It would have been maybe two days later, but you know, think about, um, you know, how fast word of mouth travels versus, you know, if it were not not for social media, nobody would have ever even seen that video. No, because that didn't even air. Right? It, it was on even, YouTube. Yeah, it was, was on it? YouTube. Yeah. Some hidden hidden for like two days. Deep in YouTube, yeah. And yeah. Then all of a sudden somebody grabs it and throws it out there. And that you know, for a good thing though, I mean it's a tool, you know, to an extent, but then again it's like taking taking that and then being able to put it in front of a group of people that are passionate about something yep. is kind of is is kind of cool because you know we have the ability to share that knowledge because otherwise that would have gone unseen and for some people that they're very grateful for that mm-hmm. but um just makes your job that much more fun right it does i just i think that's that says something about this community though too like on on their side you we always hear about the trolls on social media and you guys can talk behind a computer they talk behind a computer but then they came to a meeting to try to back it up a lot of them did yep. you know and i think that's that says something about our community we're very um, it's a tight knit community. It's a small community. There are definitely people on both sides of the spectrum, but I think in the long run, it's a group of people that are just passionate. Honestly, that's, that's what it is. Caring, passionate that care about everything from their community to their family and what they feel is the best for that's a little white freight liner with the Michelangelo yeah. shell on it. Isn't it? Michelangelo, the Ninja turtle mask on the front. No. Nope. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. It yes. Is. Yep. yep. I saw the Captain America shield this morning on yep. one. That, that Somebody truck actually likes sound. the orange one. Well, the funny story about those, <clears throat> one of our drivers finds everything. If you need anything, you give this guy your shopping list, and he'll find it in the trash. <laughs> like he's he's good. So every one of our trucks now have some sort of mask or thing on the grill. Yeah. So it's kind of 
like the Avengers now. Nice. I was going to say, it seems like, I mean, even back when I used to be in landscaping, it was always like you had your fleet of vehicles and every vehicle had its own name. Yep. And you, because you knew you weren't like, oh, that's the 2004 F-150. It's right. Like, oh, no. That's old know. smoky. Yeah, that's old smoky. <laughs> or, or that's the shit box. You know, right. Take that one. Whatever it is. So um, that's awesome. Um, I want to say one thing about your meetings you're talking about. That's not one of our trucks. No. That is a <laughs> Ford Flex. Ooh, serious flex from yeah. Florida. <laughs> Anyhow, the the meeting about the superintendent video, mm-hmm. huge turnout that night, mm-hmm. which saddens me that we cannot get a quarter of that amount of people involved and interested in anything in the city that's like a long term has a long term effect on them. Tell your guy to be quiet. We're trying to record a podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> Toodaloo, Buckaroo. <laughs> So, and I talked about this actually quite a bit at, at the meeting for the splash pad. It's sad that it takes, I mean, we had banners made. Yep. It was in the utility billing, Facebook, the website, and we had 49 people. I, I believe that's the number. Wow, signed right signed into the, the meeting. Okay. Uh, by the time it came time to take a vote, I, I just asked for a show of hands who would be pro splash pad, who would be yep. anti. I think it was, and these are me counting, so yep. take it for what it's worth. 19 for it, 14 against it. What? Where did yep. those people go? Exactly. That's not 49. No. I do know. I went to Pequot, but I do know that. I have no yes. mathematician. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I know it's less than 49. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. But so that's I, I another, made a cry yeah. for people to, to get more involved, and I've been saying this forever. They, I see it on Facebook. People go on there and just bitch about yeah. what the city's doing yep. and one of my favorites i just saw recently was take away their checkbook <laughs> facebook won't take away our checkbook facebook yeah. has there's no power in you ranting on facebook you need to get involved go to your city council meeting mm-hmm. even write an email to the mayor or a council member anybody in the city mm-hmm. to get your voice heard at a meeting if something is important to you be more like jack schmidt yes <laughs> and you know what that name drives some people crazy i just had a talk with jack yesterday i called him yep because he's been hounding me about uh, water bills yep. and whatnot. Oh, I've been at one of those meetings before. But Yeah, apparently there's a letter to the editor in the paper this week from Jack. You know what, though? He's backing it up by coming to the meetings. He is. Or talking to you. And that's what I told him. I really appreciate, because he keeps apologizing to me for putting this on me. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I already know this is happening. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I've known Jack my whole life. Uh, but I told him I appreciate the fact that he's willing to get involved and stick his neck out there. Instead of just going to the coffee shop and complaining about something. Sure. That's what drives me nuts Shots the most. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, never mind. I was going to say a name. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so when can I expect to see your name in the hat for city council? Jacob? Oh, I'm way, no. I, <laughs> no. See, I'd be that guy that'd be like, I'm traveling all the time. Yeah. That's it. So I, I have like, ideas. What's, what's I'm more than happy to come to meetings. I'm more than happy to. I think what Jacob is saying is that he wants like a Facebook Live notification every time you have a meeting. Yeah. On his phone, so he can watch it. Speaking of that, I checked my Facebook for the first time in like two and a half weeks yesterday, so that wouldn't work. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, if you could just send Jacob a message whenever there's a meeting, and then come yeah. pick him up. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Um. Whatever. You know, you could set like timed messages on my phone. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. Yep. Meeting um, night. If you heard that click, by the way, Tyler, first off. Jacob the, just got assaulted. The flies. Don't shoot me in the eyeball. Oh, <laughs> right in the face. Oh, anyway. Right. Oh, 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 look it. There's one right there. 
There's these stupid guns out called assault guns. Don't shoot me again. I won't shoot you again. Um, you had that one coming, though. Yeah, that was like freaking bullets everywhere. But they're meant to shoot flies. Meanwhile, our mayor just shot me in the face. These little, like, Nerf guns. Don't you dare, Isaiah. As long as you close your eyes, it's not bad. Yeah, see, that thing. It got me all up my face. I may have salt in my beard. That's assault, brother. <laughs> Uh, they are so fun. I recommend everybody own one. <laughs> Jesus. So you take somebody's eye out. Like, Although, you could shoot Steve in the eye. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> For the record, Steve has one eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, we could go on and on about these. I, I, we, we could have. This is why you need to come on multiple times and why we've talked about it. Because Just like I need to invite you to the council meetings. Yeah, but I've come to a couple. I know. I'm saying just like I need to remind you when they are. Oh, yeah. You got to remind me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I come to the meetings when it affects me. That, that shouldn't surprise anybody. <laughs> so let, let's talk about a few other fun fun facts. Okay. Uh, did you know we recently hired another full-time officer? Yes. I don't know their name, but I did hear Pat that. Picar. Oh, okay. I know Pat. Yeah. I didn't he, know. He's worked part-time here since 2012. He ran yep. for sheriff last time. Yep. He's our newest full-time officer. Does, uh, is there any, like, bad blood between him and Clang, considering no. he, he had a better numbers than no. Clang? Well, Clang wanted him to work here, so. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, There may the be pot. bad blood, but. I'll stir the pot a little bit here. <laughs> There's plenty of pot stirring to be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I like Pat. Pat's a good dude. That's a good, it's a good crew on that. I mean, it Mike, is. Pat, Clang, um, KP, <clears throat> she's still around, right? Well, she's been out for quite a while for on a medical leave. Okay, well, get well soon. But yeah. I always like KP because from she was the liaison at her school for while I was in high school for a the couple school years. School fuzz. Yep. She thought she caught me one time. She did not. Blazer got away. <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other item. Okay. Uh, this was a big item in talking about our budget cuts and getting that number down. We restructured our public works, and okay. we eliminated the position of public works director. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that was uh, actually the toughest meeting I've ever done. Okay. Toughest decision I've ever made because it affected you know a, a guy and it affected a family basically. Yep. Yep. So it was it was a hard choice, but I think financially it's the responsible one for for the city of Pequot. Yep. And the people who pay taxes. Sure. Um. Quick note on public works. Can you get plows that are, I don't know, two feet shorter? Because I like a mailbox next spring. And it seems like every year I'm getting a new mailbox or the city's putting one in. But like. Do you have it on a swing post that the city puts in? I don't know. You pick up my garbage. Do I? <laughs> I don't believe you do. So if you pay, I believe, I just did this. I believe it's like 120 bucks. Okay. You pay the city this. It's not exactly one. It's like 119.21 or okay. something. Okay. Public Works will come out. They locate. They they put the post in for you, mm-hmm. and then you put your own mailbox on it. But then if the post gets destroyed after that, it's on them to replace it. But shouldn't it a, be on them anyway? It's no. It's, yeah, because it's, it's it's in the right of way. It's in a spot that it's, it's in the like, public right of way. It's not technically your property. Oh my gosh! We, so, so isn't that harder for the mail person though? Is trespassing? Yeah. So isn't that harder for them? You're making it harder. Well, yeah. If you don't have don't a mailbox, don't even get me started on our postal service here. But don't you, you started us actually? Don't you? Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. So what I was saying, if you just shut up and listen, okay, it, it's on the right of way. That's the hardest thing to tell people. Back to the thing about I don't want to say no. 
Yeah. The right of way, you you have to maintain it, but you don't own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like where your fire number is, or yep. your if you got a cable box, any of that. Yep. That's on right of way. Anything can happen there, and you have no say over it. Okay. It's hard to tell people but that. It just doesn't. I've never seen that. There must be a lot of mailboxes in the right of way in this town because I've never seen most town, of them are town have so many hit mailboxes. But so exactly, but that's. Well, that's a lie. No, I, that is a total lie. You ever ever been. been to another town, actually? Yeah, I've been to another. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> so, but that's <clears throat> that's why I recommend spend that money up front. Why buy the the one that meets that? the standards. Okay. Because we're not gonna if you got a big fancy cedar post and it gets clipped in the right of way, we're not gonna pay for that. So you're making. You're so we put a swinging mailbox arm in. If a plow, if the it's typically not the plow that hits it. By the way, it's the snow winging off the plow be better listen better (laughs) (laughs) they put the swing box in Uh then if they hit it it swings out of the way and comes right back down to where it started that's great did my mailbox just get blown up though well your mail might be all over the road but the box will be fine (laughs) you can't control that oh my gosh i think you can (laughs) live on a county road and then talk to me about that (laughs) where they go by at 40 miles an hour your road is a slow plowing road it's a one shot. No. It should be. No. You can't do one shot. How yeah, do you how do you get snow banks on both sides of the road? I need it. I don't know, but <laughs> um anyway, I understand people complain about snow plowing all the time. And I get it. Just like leaving the ridge at the end of your driveway after you snow blow it or whatever. Yeah. There's nothing that can be done about that. Our, our job as a city is to clear the streets. Your job as a homeowner is to clear your driveway. Yeah. Where does the mailbox getting blown up fit in there? By the <laughs> mailbox post from the city. <laughs> That's just another like. We're going to keep arguing on that one. I Got know. Him. That one, that one, of all the things we've spoke about today, like some pretty intense yeah. things. Yeah. It will be the mailbox thing because it I will. swear to God, I'm gonna. You will be getting a call from me and being like, "All right, where's the damn swingy thing? <laughs> My mailbox is two streets over." <laughs> I used to live on West Sibley Street in Pequot. Yeah. And I had just like we're looking at this post here, just yep. a straight four by four post. I buried in the ground and put a mailbox right on top of it. Mm-hmm. It got blown up once, but it wasn't by a plow. Plow never broke my mailbox. It was a kid that I grew up with. His yeah. name's Tyler. Also. I hadn't seen him in years, and he's cruising by. He sees back. He's like, oh, that's Gardner. So he puts it in reverse, comes back to talk to me, and blew the mailbox right off the post. The whole post, everything, gone. That's just a kid being stupid, though. Like, this is their job. He's he's a poor driver. That mailbox on my road, that far from the road, would get blown up. Well. And by the way, we're looking at his mailbox at Pequot Lake Sanitation for the record. Which is beautiful, by the way. It's a great mailbox. Great Uh, post. The mailbox was wrapped by Chris at Graphic Element. Dude's the best. He is. If you notice the cute little garbage truck numbers on the doors, yeah, those are Chris. Dude, he's good. Like, he is. He's got the machines. He's a good dude. I like going to Chris. Has he built that? The wall? Thing? Yeah. No, but we just talked about it again. Oh, my head. Yeah, the mayor. Did you just drop an F-bomb on my show? Maybe. Oh, sorry. It's your show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I learned I apologize. How to, I, What's we, the most rewarding thing about being the town's garbologist? I'm not the town's garbologist, yeah. first of all. Um... Being the area's garbologist. Yeah, it is. Uh, The most rewarding thing, probably the fact that I I like people and and I get to meet so many people. And I have a little bit of, 
philanthropist is not the right word. Maybe it is. I have a little bit of that in me. So when I people have fallen hard times, say they have a a medical issue or lose their job or whatever the case, I get the opportunity to help them out a little bit with that one little piece of their life to say, don't worry about this for a few months. Mm-hmm. That's actually quite rewarding, just to give them one little break and when mm-hmm. everything starts to pile up on them. Yep. So I, I enjoy that. I don't think I've ever met my uh, garbologist, but I'm in Baxter. Would you come be a garbologist uh, in my house? W- at my house? What road? I mean, what area? Uh, by uh, White Sand, behind uh, uh, Best Buy. Probably. We don't. I don't think we have any in there yet. I will convert the whole neighborhood. Oh, well, then we'll definitely be there. All right, sounds good. Well I've never too. met my garbologist there, so I think that's the biggest thing. So oh, I don't like that. That's some of the coolest. Um, my friend. No, let me step back. My associate uh, had a son a couple years ago, and one of the biggest things in his week is going out and waving at the garbage man when he comes <laughs> out. He's down in Hudson, and there's. I mean, you always see some cool videos on TikTok or something. I saw one last night actually. Um, this kid and his mom always go out and wave at the garbage man, and the garbage man got out of his truck and brought the kid a little toy garbage truck and like the kid was jumping around and i think anything in public service other than snowplow people um you know you see that love i think if, i mean a lot of that is one of my favorite things yep i mean my grandparents make it a thing every year to give the male people and the garbage people christmas gifts yeah you know and, and that's huge yep. that goes all year long your gar- your garbage man probably has like 400 other customers every day Yep. But he will, if you give him a 20 or a $50 gift card or something, he will remember you the rest of the yeah. year. Yep. And you'll, yeah, <laughs> when you forget to bring some garbage out, he'll wait for you. Yep. And that that's the thing. So your garbage truck toy story? Yeah. That's to go back to your question about the most rewarding thing. I got the opportunity, uh, <clears throat> opportunity two years ago to do the same thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. So we got a letter from, or a phone call from one of our customers, a seasonal customer. And their grandson was having his fifth birthday that summer, and they were having it up here at the lake. They're from Nebraska. Okay. But this grandson is infatuated with garbage trucks. He just can't get enough. So we had him come. They brought him here to the shop on his birthday, and we had the one automated truck was brand new at the time. So this kid came. I let him in the truck. I drove him around the neighborhood here and picked up some trash cans and he was no dummy. He knew they were empty because he was watching the camera. He's like, hey, that one's empty. But he knew every part of the truck, what it did. And I had a little, I bought a little toy garbage truck and had Chris from Graphic Element sticker it all up so it looked like ours. That's awesome. And I gave it to the kid and he lost it. Yep. Like it was the coolest thing ever. We gave him a couple t-shirts and <laughs> that stuff is yep. super cool. Yep. It's something about machinery and big machinery you know oh, I, yeah. I i got that feeling when i we were out doing actually it was a woods to water video down in alexandria wait we can't say it's outside the lakes area it was a farm out in the <laughs> brainer lakes area um it was uh, do you know carter reese at all yeah uh, yeah so it was his family's farm down in that area and he took us out in the brain lakes harvesting. area yep they were out harvesting uh about a year ago from now okay okay it was the coolest thing to see. I've, you know, you see it from the road and everything, yeah. but being up in there, and then like oh, the yeah. pro, like he's a he's a very good accomplished dirt biker. He had way more pride, and he was so much pr- prouder, more proud to be a farmer and to yeah. do all that stuff. And he's like, "Yep, was out here at five this morning. Going to be out here till eight tonight. All I do is sit out here, do the machines, and watch Netflix." <laughs> I'm yep. Like, but that's a farmer's life. For he probably had an automated 
I'm combine. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, those were nice. Yeah. Those were extremely nice combines. But it's cool. And I mean, garbage trucks are the same way. I was I was like it as a kid too. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really cool to see that type of stuff. So I grew up in the same neighborhood you and I live in now. Mm -hmm. um, I bought this business from my parents. Mm -hmm. Well, my, my stepdad bought it from his parents. Okay. So it was a grandpa that had it when I was a young kid. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I remember Friday mornings we'd be out ready to go to school and the garbage truck would come and he'd let us run the levers mm -hmm. at, you know, eight years old or whatever. So that was pretty cool. That was my first taste of the garbage truck. It's sweet. Now it's not near as fun when I have to do it now, but. Yeah. I know I don't have to set an alarm on Fridays because when the garbage truck comes up to our house, the dogs go crazy. I know it's about 7.15, time yep. to get up. And he's <laughs> probably within two minutes either way every time. <laughs> yep, he is. That, that guy's the most, he's like a clock. Yeah. And he's always on time. Yep. You look at his time clock, and it's either 327 or 328 when he punches in in the morning. Really? Yep. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, uh, I get the question a lot, did you always know you were going to be in drones? And of course I didn't, you know? Yep. So, but you sort of mentioned it there. I know you traveled and moved a lot before you came back here, but when you did move back, did you know this was what you wanted to do? No. Um... It, it came up first in 2012, I would say. My parents started talking about, you know, in the next five years or so they wanted to retire. So my sister and I both had gone to work there and we, she was, we were, we were each going to buy half the business. <clears throat> well, it wasn't going that direction and, you know, working for families, not the easiest, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So I ended up going back on the road <clears throat> after a few years of doing this. She ended up moving out of town. And it was all forgotten, basically. And then one day, my wife said, you know, your parents should just sell us that garbage business. And I was kind of surprised. I'm like, you serious? You'd be married to a garbage man? <laughs> Absolutely. She didn't know what she was getting into, though. Yeah. She says it now, like, I'm gone too much. Yeah. So well, now you're the mayor, <clears> too, so that doesn't help. <laughs> they were trying to sell it actively. They had a, a buyer interested. Yeah. When I called and said, hey, you guys still wanting to sell? They're like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we're actually almost almost have a deal. I'm like, well, don't don't make the deal. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was out completely. Yep. That's very sweet. But no, and growing up with the garbage truck yep. at the house all the time, yep. I never really went to work with them. I never was interested in it. So I know I did not know. So you took it over for the business side of things. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. when I was 11 years old, I yep. worked at a place called Timber Ridge Supper Club. Yep. Right down the road from you. Yep. Uh, the boss was a real peach mm -hmm. and he made me cry because yep. I broke some glasses. And I remember sitting out on the back step crying with one of the waitresses was out, uh, dirty CS and the guy. And, and I remember saying someday I want to own a business and I want to treat people better than this. Yeah. And I've, I, I won't forget that because man, I felt like a piece of crap. That was my first real job mm -hmm. at 11 years old. Mm -hmm. Luckily I got another job, but otherwise <laughs> I could have let that steer me down the wrong path. Yeah. Right. Isaiah, I think that's something with you too. We we uh, talk about we we've not or Tyler and I didn't know this was going to be our professions ten years ago, um, fifteen ten years ago at least. Yeah, yeah. You grew up with a real estate dad family. You 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 knew from a pretty young age that's what you wanted to do, or you wanted to at least get into that industry, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, it was, you know, looking at rental properties and we always would go into, uh, you know, the Northeast Brainerd houses. And, you know, I always joke around with clients and stuff. My dad would flip the light switch to the, the basement going down to the crawl space or whatever and say, go ahead, 
<laughs> Go check it out. I'm going through cobwebs and <laughs> you always show me a picture of what asbestos looked like first. <laughs> Can you see this? Turn around. <laughs> no, don't, but I don't mean, lick it's, it. Yeah. It's it's so crazy to say it. Even what you said earlier about like your wife and not thinking that you'd, you know, come back or, you know, do what mm-hmm. you're doing. And it's like that that's what happened to me. Like we were, you know, we finished college and I looked at, you know, my my fiance, my wife now and said, What do you want to do? And she she was the first one that said we should move to Brainerd. Like we should move back to the Brainerd Lakes area. And I said, hmm. okay, let's yeah. do it. And came back and, you know, after working for a few people and realizing that, you know, I just loved people too much and wanted to, you know, just build relationships and realizing that after meeting with Colton, realizing that this is a very easily could be a full-time, full-time gig for me. Like I have been a little over a year now being a full-time real estate agent. And I've, I can't believe this. Like it's a job. I love it so much. And, being able to just build relationships with people is so fun. Just kind of like what you're saying and getting out in the community and whatever. So mm-hmm. that's my soapbox, but no, I love no, it's it. good and because I think people need to hear that. I think it's always good to hear. And somebody actually asked me the other day, like you, you're back here now. You've started a, a growing business. Do you want to be here in five years? And I said, I think I do. Like I've always been, you know, this is why I moved back here, mm-hmm. but now why do you want to stay here? And I, I think I do. Of course, I'd like to expand into other places, but I think we have a great, my business partner, Sam, and I have a pretty good outlook of how that would go. And I'm sure he would 100% want to open one up out in Bozeman because I know that's long-term where he wants to be. But I think personally for myself, whether Blazer keeps kicking ass or not, I, I think I want to I think I want to be here. I like it here. we got a spot in a garbage truck for you, go. if not. Okay, we'll do, we'll do that. Um, what's... I wanted to throw one into to yours there about I, I was doomed to be in Pequot for my life, yep. even after all the times leaving. Did I ever tell you in high school, you know, when they vote for certain things of the seniors? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was voted most likely to stay in Pequot. Oh, well, that's <laughs> hilarious. And uh, I was pissed about it at the time. Come on. What were you voted? Were you voted something? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was one or two things, but I, I can't remember. I had the most sports or the... It was like perfect. It was like yeah, school spirit, sports, whatever yep. you know that one. And I mean, it when I was nineteen, right after high school, I was out covering football games. Yep. <laughs> you know, so they're pretty spot on on that one. Yep. <laughs> um, you want to be mayor for a while, right? You think you're gonna? I re-up? didn't want to. Yeah. For a long time, but I, uh, I have kind of changed that because now that I've seen, I've gotten so many things going. Yeah. Started them moving. There's no way they'll be done and. The first two years. Yeah. So there's at least one more in me, I, I believe. Not yeah. for sure yet, but it all depends on the family and mm-hmm. business and if I have time for it. Not that you're going to take Tyler's spot. Would you ever want to run for mayor, Isaiah? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, that's, Go ahead. I don't, Baxter. I, don't, I don't know about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's funny because I, after living in Baxter right now for, even my wife and I recently have been like, okay, we need to, we need to move farther north. Like we need to, I was looking at houses the other day. I was like, oh man, like we could go here and live in Pequod and growing up in Cross Lake. My grandpa was mayor of Cross Lake back in around 2000. And then my dad was on the city council for five or six years, I believe. And I always loved, you know, hearing about what's going on, going to meetings and seeing him. So that's always been a goal of mine is to be a part of whatever community I'm living in. Uh, I don't think Baxter is it, but once I move farther north, I really don't know where it'll be, either Pequot, Cross Lake, or wherever we find a spot. But I I love that, just getting being a part of the community and giving back. And 
damn bees. Yeah, where's that thing? <laughs> it won't kill a bee. Don't do it. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> he just it makes him mad. Pisses him off. Yeah. Um, I think. No, the but cool- I, I oh, hope that you. Uh, yeah. I hope that you continue because I mean it's cool just to see for over the last year or so the things that you have done since you've been a part of it and and hearing the talk of the town about you know things are actually changing and and for the better and uh, not just because I agree with a lot of things that you say but like just seeing somebody come in and really make you know reasonable change has been awesome to see and i hope that you continue so i appreciate hearing that and you're passionate about it too it's it's a i don't want to say it's new for this city but it's refreshing you know that you have your deep ties to this area so of course you're going to have a little more feeling for the area Mm -hmm. um some mayors or the past you know might have not had that connection they might have been good business wise they might have been good um, outlook wise because they had lived in bigger places but i think that when you have a small town, you need somebody that really just has has lived it. Yeah, you know? and I think a younger set of eyes has really been beneficial for you as well, at least from what I've seen. Like, you know, typically you always see, you know, mayors, not, not to say they haven't done a good job, but like who are retirement age or after, mm-hmm. you know, to see you involved in the community, running a business, all those things. Yes, it's challenging because you're adding another thing to your plate, but I think you're more involved and more able to understand the public side of things as well. Yeah, and it helps to be, like you said, involved in so many things because I get to hear from so many different, mm-hmm. all, all the different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I'll definitely try to come to more meetings. I don't know why, but I will. Wear your board shorts. <laughs> board shorts. So that was the thing. Isaiah really <laughs> wanted to open this up, but Colton's not here, so it wouldn't have been the full. Business shirt's missing. Full, business shirt is missing, but yeah, the, the episode that didn't air it was so perfect because it is who we are. But Tyler said this this should be called the the barefoot board shorts and business shirt. Was that what it was? Yep. The BBB. Yep. yep. You guys should start. You guys should rebrand this to BBB, the barefoot <laughs> board shorts and business shirt. I, we were <laughs> with the garbologist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you have another truck coming in here, Tyler. We're gonna let you go. Um, as always, thanks. I'm sure we'll have you on the next month or two again. Um, maybe sooner. Yeah, never thanks know. for coming out to me, me, Casa. How do you say office in Spanish? Is it Casa? casa? I casa. think so. That's close enough. Yeah, you got uh, nice Casa. House. That's, like that's house. Yeah. It's it as big a, as a house. Well, it is a house. Yeah, it is a house. So, yes. Almost right. what you make it. <laughs> what you, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <I was laughs> On gonna that go note, with that old movie. <laughs> Isaiah's shooting uh, assault guns. Tyler's talking about something I don't have any clue. So it's we're going to end it here. It's a circle. It's a circle. All right. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next week on the Listen Local Podcast.